one of the highest paid profession in the world, I would argue, is like top of the line public speakers. They get paid six figures, uh, pretty much six figures an hour for an hour long keynote compared to a teacher who makes what, 30 to 40, maybe 50 grand a year if you're not talking professors and like typical high school teacher. What is the difference between someone who gets paid 100 grand for an hour and 30 grand per year? It's the actual teaching. Those people getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for an hour are actually teaching people something. People are actually learning and implementing that into their life and not reading out of a textbook. Not hate to the teachers, hate to the overall institution that it creates in the system that we're brought up in. That's not how kids learn. I have one question for you guys. What's one problem in the world you want to solve for other people? One problem that you've encountered in your life that's trickled the thought into action. What problem do you want to solve? <laughs> I can. I, I got it, Zach. I didn't know if you're about to say something. I got it. It's pretty. No, go ahead, Nate. Um, lack of secondary education options. So creating something that is both accepted by employers and also recognized by other people as another form of post high school education, whatever that looks like. But because I know for just people like us who still do education, but not necessarily through like quote unquote college classes, there's like you can get stuff and maybe it helps you, but nobody else really recognizes that as being a college course or a college degree, quote unquote. So being able to create something that's I guess an alternative to that is probably the biggest thing for me. And that's something I got from pondering a Chamath video, but that's, if I had to pick one major thing, it's to solve that and create something that's a good alternative option. What would that look like for you? Well, it would have to be, it, it would have to be, I don't know if a company is the right, but I guess it would have to be, it'd have to be a company that like an education company, something like, um, like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Lightspeed VT, what Bradley, his platform, but it's basically the, where creator or instructors rather can come in and make their courses. And whether that's something that I do or something that like you have professors make their own stuff, but then you get people to sign up and go through that. And then at the end, it gives them some sort of certificate that's actually credible and usable for um, like jobs or it basically says, Hey, like I completed this and it's valuable. It's not just another course. Like it actually means something in the job market. Um, so it probably have to be some sort of educational company that kind of ties in like adjunct professors with students and then merge the two. That's probably what it would look like. Hmm. I like that. I have a super similar problem. Um, that was on my mind. I'll let Zach go first. I was just going to say that's, that's been one I've been thinking about for years. I mean, I, as you guys know, I went through the school system. I mean, I was at Oshkosh for almost six years because I took a year off, but it would be phenomenal to be able to go back and do it in a different manner. And I think just looking back at it, I would have probably gone to a two-year tech and then spent the other three, four years just learning my craft and getting ahead. Um, but I think it's a huge 
thing to tackle at the same time because there's so much institution right now and it's so ingrained in society across the world that it's very hard to find a alternative that is going to at scale compete with that and potentially take that down. So it's trying to figure out how do you find something that can align with that, but be a secondary option because I don't think the schooling system is ever going to go away. It, it technically can't because of doctors and lawyers and the people yeah. who actually need to go through that system. So it's trying to find a secondary route for entrepreneurs that they can say, okay, maybe like, maybe I'm still going to go 30 grand in debt, but it's going to be all building my own business. It's going to be all the things I want to take. It's going to be all the things that I actually want to do to be able to do that. And maybe it's through the same type of system, but giving them a better chance to succeed early on because it's, it puts you in a big hole otherwise. Yeah. Well, I think it's, Zach, you said it best from a college institution standpoint, like this really only works for the entrepreneurs and people that don't fit into a super, uh, super black and white career, being a doctor, lawyer, teacher, engineer, anything like that. So obviously I, I want to preface this conversation specifically targeted towards anything in, in business really. And that's what you can narrow it out down to that, or obviously anything in like the arts. Uh, I, I think it's crazy that people go to school for arts and paintings and yeah, stuff like 100%. that. It's like, bro, you have TikTok. Like, what are you doing? Um, I think it's super interesting. I've, I've had a ton of conversations um, like with Jake about this, Jake Bajor sat down in, down in Kansas City. And I'm going to be interesting because obviously we need institutional support. Um, and that's why a college system works theoretically. And that's why so many people go because it has an institution support, institutional support. You need to have a college degree to go work at the big typically big, big companies in the world. Obviously we see that change with Amazon, Apple, uh, Google, Facebook, all lifting college degree uh, requirements. So I definitely think it's something that like, let's say Elon down the road, this is probably a smaller problem he wants to solve, but something like that or Bezos launches their own education platform and say, Hey, this is going to be accepted over the fortune 500 companies. Like all fortune 500 companies that are lifting college degrees and you need to go get certified through through this. Google does a great job doing um, like Google certificates and stuff through any of the Google platforms. So I'm wondering why that hasn't caught on with other major companies before. Well, there's I should say that right there is the opportunity. It's getting these companies to buy in because as you start to get these companies to buy in, more and more companies are going to buy into it. And I don't think you take and you try to attack the institutional side of things. You try to attack these bigger companies and get them on board. Because if you can do that and you can get them allowing certifications, the certifications can be built around this. They can partner with people who can provide these certifications, give students alternative routes to get into these bigger companies. But it's just right now, none of these companies have truly really accepted it. So it's trying to get them to buy in first is going to be the challenging part. And I think, again, that's that's how you go from having one school system where 99% of people go through to having two options where maybe 25, 30% of people are actually going to that second option. What do you think holds people back the most when it comes to high school kid deciding, okay, college or not college, and they don't want to be an entrepreneur. They want to go 
work for the Apple of the world, the Amazons, the Teslas of the world, uh, maybe in marketing, maybe in business and finance, something like that, but they don't want to go to school and they're kind of torn with this decision. What do you think the driving factor is that they, they choose one thing or another? Well, it's that accreditation piece. It's the fact that yeah. if they go to school, they they know that even if they fail 80% of their or get D's in 80% of their classes, that they're still going to come out with that piece of paper that says to, you know, Northwestern Mutual or or Pfizer of, hey, I can come work for you guys because I have this, regardless of if they actually learned anything or not. And I think that's the big problem is that that degree, that piece of paper doesn't necessarily say, hey, I'm knowledgeable about this. It just means that you completed the core or completed the curriculum to get that degree. Like you kind of, you passed the test of, hey, can I, can you complete everything necessary to get this? But it doesn't necessarily signify that you even know anything about that. And that's why I think that student, like Zach, you touched on it, the student selection piece of it is key, like be having the students instead of saying, hey, for the first two years, you know, you have to take a more advanced version of all the same classes you took in high school, that just doesn't make any sense. But having the students pick, I want to learn basic engineering, but I also want to learn marketing and psychology at the same time, because that's all relevant. That is almost that should be in my opinion, that should be a greater that that should be worth more because it's showing not only initiative, but you can even see, and this would be something that have to be created, but Hey, like they got, they, you know, got this score on this section of the marketing course, or they got a hundred percent in intro to engineering or something like that, but the student picks it. And so then instead of them being forced into these areas of, of study that they couldn't give one shit about, like they actually pick and choose what they want to learn. And then that is reflected on the new piece of paper. That's an alternate degree. Isn't it wild that college is optional, but there's required classes in college? Yeah. And they're all irrelevant. Like, I should say most of them are irrelevant. Like, Gen ads. Yeah. Why, why is college optional? You don't need to go to college. But when you go there, you're forced into something that, again, two years of gen ads, two years of your time, and typically $50,000, give or take later, into learning something that you don't really learn. And isn't really relevant into your life to just to kind of build off that my my thought on the reason why they do the gen ads is because they that's their way of pushing this idea to students that it's your opportunity to do a bunch of different things and see what you're passionate about and that's really the only explanation i can give to that because there's like nothing else makes sense like why would they make us do that if it wasn't their attempt to say hey if you are passionate about these certain areas, then you, after two years, you follow this path and it just gives you that opportunity to do that, which they are kind of trying to set you up to the best of their ability. But at the same time, there's realistically, they're not in it for that reason. Typically they're in it to create institution and have that monetary backing, which yeah, makes it challenging. I, I got a four letter word for you. Rent. <laughs> Did you say rent room and board charging 15 grand uh, oh, yeah. a year for that semester, whatever, whatever that is. Um, yeah. I think it's such a broken model. Um, I was, I was talking with my buddy Brady a few, a few months ago and we were having a super, super solid conversation. He, he also didn't go with the college router. He dropped out halfway through also around a young, young twenties and, um, 
he was telling me how he thought it was so fascinating that one of the highest paid profession in the world, I would argue, is like top of the line public speakers. They get paid six figures, a pretty much six figures an hour for an hour long keynote. You have to book book Gary or Gary V or Tony Robbins. They're charging 100, 150, 200 grand for that for that hour keynote, compared to a teacher who makes what 30 to 40, maybe 50 grand a year. If you're not talking professors and like typical high school teacher, what is the difference between someone who gets paid 100 grand for an hour and 30 grand per year? It's the actual teaching. Those people getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for an hour are actually teaching people something. People are actually learning and implementing that into their life and not reading out of a textbook. Not hate to the teachers, hate to the overall institution that it creates in the system that we're brought up in. That's not how kids learn. So the people that have hacked the system and found out ways to actually impact people's lives through teaching them and empowering them with the education they use to change their lives, they get rewarded for it. But the people that follow a textbook definition of, hey, here's what education is. It's a, it's a lecture reading out of a, of a PowerPoint presentation for 45 minutes or 90 minutes. You don't, no one learns like that. So do some people? Absolutely. Yeah. But the majority of people do not. And that's, that could be reflected in why they're getting paid 30, 40, 50 grand a year instead of 100 grand per hour. Super interesting. That's a good, oh, that's yeah. a good, that's a good perspective. Uh, I'll end it on a, a quote from the guy who basically funded um, the entire education system as we know it, John D. Rockefeller, who committed in 1904, I want to say. It was over a million dollars back then, which is like the equivalent of, you know, tens of millions of dollars today to like funding all the public institution stuff. Like the, I heard this last week and I was like, I can't believe the guy who funded our current education system actually said this, but the quote is, I don't want a nation of thinkers. I want a nation of workers. Which makes sense because he was worth a hundred billion dollars at the time because he had a monopoly over everything. Yeah, but the yeah, he didn't. The so that being said, the point, the root of the current education system, which hasn't changed at all basically since 1904, it hasn't changed at all. The the guy who basically funded the whole thing doesn't want people to be able to think for themselves and basically create their own life. He wants them to come work for him. And that's obviously he's not alive now, but the premise is exactly the same. The college doesn't make you a thinker. College makes you a worker. That's what it was designed for. This is the end of the episode and wanted to say thank you so much for making it to the end, which is super rare in an age of digital distraction and constant noise everywhere on social media. My only ask to you is to share this podcast with a friend if you think it was valuable to yourself. So that's all I got. Hope you enjoyed the episode and stay tuned for more weekly content going forward.